Welcome to the Happy Highly Sensitive Life Podcast, where we talk about using human design to build a life that lights you up as a highly sensitive person. In this show, you'll feel like you're sitting down with a friend who's here to help you unlock your energy, find the work you're designed to do, express your true self, and follow your heart. It's time to shift the conversation about sensitivity. In this space, your feelings are always valid, a joyful life and work you love are meant for you, and the possibilities are endless. As HSPs, we push ourselves hard to show up for other people, even if we're worn out, to be good partners, parents, employees, daughters, and sons, to get things done even when we really need to rest, and to get out of our comfort zones to try new things. We are super conscientious, wanting to give our best to everyone and everything, and to not let people down, even if it means sacrificing ourselves. Anxiety, stress, burnout, overwhelm, and feeling dread on Sundays about starting a new week are all signs that something needs to give. The messages about needing to hustle to live the good life have us all mixed up. But human design shows us how to get back on track and how physical energy is activated. We each have our own unique configuration for generating energy. And in this episode, you will learn what the four motor centers show us about physical energy and energy management, what's really occurring if you're constantly feeling pressured by your to-do list, and why you never feel like you get it all done. The surprising thing human design shows us about willpower, how living in alignment is key to tapping into energy, how if you have open motor centers, your perceptions of your energy and what you can accomplish may depend on who you're around, and how to sustainably incorporate exercise and sleep into your life. You know, we receive so much conditioning and so many messages about how we should live hard and play hard. And the pressure starts young when parents become concerned if they see their kids sitting still and laying around. They worry their child lacks the character and discipline to work hard when really they may just be honoring their need to restore and recharge through rest. We see how people around us race through life, rushing from one thing to the next, surviving on caffeine and skipping on sleep, and we think that's how we should manage our energy too. My hope is that this information will give you a new understanding of yourself and your energy and give you permission to create a life that gives you the space and time to rest and restore in the right way for you. So let's go ahead and dive in. In the last few episodes, I introduced you to the human design body graph. To get the most out of this episode, you'll want to listen to episode 10, an introduction to human design for HSPs. You learn how to print out your free human design chart and about three crucial aspects of your human design, namely your type, strategy, and authority. These three things show you your unique energy configuration and how you're meant to tap into your body's wisdom to make aligned decisions. When you look at your human design chart, you see nine geometric shapes overlaid over the human body. These shapes are called centers and they work like the chakras and have energetic themes. Now, If you can, go ahead and grab your human design chart now because we're going to focus on four of these centers today. 
But first, let me just remind you, when a center is colored or defined, also called closed, you have consistent access to that energy theme. White centers are called open centers, and through them we take in and amplify the energy of people we're with. In these centers, you have variable access to energy that ebbs and flows. Now, of the nine centers in the body, four are motor centers. The motor centers are responsible for generating energy. So the first motor is the sacral center, which is the second square up from the bottom. It's located above the root. It is the most powerful motor and energy center in the body, and it's responsible for generating work and life force energy. Life force energy is the energy for reproduction, sexuality, and raising a family. When this powerful motor is defined or colored in, as is the case for generators and manifesting generator types, who are 70% of the population, the sacral motor or sacral energy gets turned on when you experience good feelings in response to signs and synchronicities that show up in your environment. So to feel the full potential of your energy and have sustained energy, it's important to engage in activities that are aligned and light you up. Saying yes in response to what lights you up, you have an ample supply of energy for doing those things. Doing activities you're passionate about actually turns on your sacral motor energy and doing the right work can actually extend your life. You can push through and use your energy to do things that aren't aligned, but the intensity of the energy is not the same and you'll feel like there's something big and meaningful missing from your life. Over time, forcing yourself forward, doing the wrong things can burn you out. Now, you have so much energy, you'll feel compelled to try to make things happen. We get that message all the time, right? Just go out and make things happen. But if you try to create out of your head, doing what you should do without responding to signs, your sacral motor stays off and your energy for the commitment will fade over time. So you turn on your powerful sacral motor and generate sacral energy only in response to opportunities, signs, and synchronicities that show up in your environment and that feel good to you. As generators and manifesting generators, these opportunities come along for you to respond to very quickly. So if you get an idea for something, say you get the idea to buy a new car, then a few days later, you take your car in for an inspection and learn it needs a ton of work. That's a sign. Later on, you're talking to your best friend and she just got a new car and is raving about her experience buying a car. That's another sign. So when you live in alignment, responding to signs that feel good and following your strategy and authority, you have a powerful source of energy and are designed to be on the go from sunup to sundown. With an open sacral, when this center is white, which is the case for projector, manifester, and reflector energy types, your energy for work, reproduction, sexuality, and raising a family ebbs and flows. And you're meant to include cycles of rest in your days. You are designed to live and work smarter, not harder. This may be a tricky thing to wrap your mind around because you will feel like you can go and do more than everyone else. But this is amplified or exaggerated energy that you're experiencing through other people and your open center. Now, my mom is a projector and she gave me permission to share her experience with you. When I was growing up, she prided herself on being able to do the work of two people. She pushed herself really hard and she used sugar and soda to power through. And a little bit before or around the age of 50, she hit a wall 
and started having physical symptoms that forced her to change the way she was living. She started to have unexplained hives and rashes that forced her to stop and tend to her body. These kinds of signs are there to nudge you to give yourself the rest and relief you need. For projector, manifester, and reflector types, since you have an open sacral center, it's important that you enter into a work situation correctly following your type strategy and your personal authority. When you enter into a work situation in an aligned way, you will have more sustainable energy. For projectors, that means waiting to be acknowledged and invited into a work situation. For manifestors, that means following your nonverbal internal creative flow. And for reflectors, that means taking your time to be sure an opportunity is aligned before committing. So if you push forward on the wrong things, you're at risk for burning out. So for projectors who are in misaligned opportunities, you may begin to experience burnout in, say, your late 30s or early 40s. For manifestors, it's slightly later, around 50. If you are non-sacral, 70% of the world is a sacral type, and it's very likely that you were raised by a sacral type, a generator or a manifesting generator, and that you watched how your parents were constantly on the go and felt the pressure from being in that environment to go, go, go. You may have lived wondering what's wrong with you, that you don't seem to experience energy in the same way as other people. People express such relief when they discover this information. It's the missing piece of the puzzle for their own self-understanding and for being able to be self-compassionate and to adjust your life to give yourself time and space to heal and rest. Now, my father was also a projector and he was a dentist. He wanted to be an artist, but his parents were afraid he couldn't support himself at it. And so at their request, he became a dentist. Now, when he got home from seeing patients every day, he was incredibly depleted and he just intuitively knew he needed to have quiet alone time away from his three kids with defined sacral centers. He spent a lot of his time after work alone in his basement office or meditating, recharging and recovering. I have two sisters and all three of us have defined sacral centers. And when I think back to us as kids, we were like playful puppies. We were loud and active and we ended up spending a lot of time outdoors as kids swimming, climbing trees and digging in the dirt. And that helped us to deplete that sacral energy and gave my projector parents a chance to have a solid break from our sacral energy. My projector mom also had a rule to try to make life less busy. Only one of us was allowed to participate in a sport in a season. She intuitively knew that being a working mom and driving three kids to and from a million after-school activities and sports games wasn't doable. So she set that boundary for herself. And then also on Sundays in her house growing up, everyone stayed home and rested up for the week ahead. Now, as a non-sacral type, you have a sacred mission. With your open centers, you can see the potential for what's possible and hold that wisdom. You are here to guide and lead sacrally defined generators and manifesting generator types to do the work of building and creating your vision into physical form. The sacral types have the role of building the infrastructure of our society and doing the work of the world and are meant to have the energy to do that from sunup to sundown. 
If you're a projector, manifestor, or reflector and have an undefined sacral center to have the energy for work, it's crucial to be in the right and aligned work and to follow your strategy and authority. And a key question for you to use is to ask yourself, how do I know when enough is enough? Because often you will push beyond your limits and not know when enough is enough. So asking this question helps you to tune in and pause. Okay, so let's look at another motor in the body, the will center. It's also called the ego center. And the will center is the small triangle located to the lower right of the diamond in the middle of the chart. The will is the center of willpower and it has the language of I want. And it's all about following your heart. When defined or colored in, it cycles through periods of action and rest. When you're doing something and your heart is in it, with periods of rest, you've got the energy and commitment to continue with it day after day. You can only power through for so long and then you need to rest. The energy generated by this motor fluctuates, giving you bursts for short periods of time. Resting recuperates your energy. So make sure you work and rest since pushing too hard can lead to burnout from overdoing it. You can try to use your willpower for things you don't want, but it won't be sustainable month after month, and you got it. You'll burn yourself out. So commit to only things that are aligned as much as possible, and you'll be able to maintain energy for them over time. Now, what's surprising is that only a small number of people, one out of eight, have a defined will center. So with a defined will center, when people with an open or undefined will center connect with you, they will feel empowered to make changes and will feel they can follow through and commit themselves to things. The majority of people have an open will center. And with an open will center, you have variable access to willpower. When you're around people with the closed will center, you may amplify their energy. If you grew up around people with defined will centers and then moved out, and your activation energy became variable, this may be why. The energy you take in through your open will center is borrowed energy and over time, it will wear you down to keep up the pace of someone with a defined will center. With an open will center, you may also find that you question or underestimate your value, your time or your services, and you may make overly generous offers without anyone asking you to. You may find yourself saying yes to things in an effort to prove yourself. Burnout can come from trying to prove your value by taking on more and more. It's essential for you to only take things on using your strategy and authority. This will ensure you have the energy to see tasks through to completion and will support developing a positive self-concept. The Will Center also calls us all to set boundaries around what we give our energy, time, and money to so we live in a way that's sustainable. When you have an open will center, a key question for you to check in on is, am I trying to prove myself and my worth? The will center asks us to become wise about what's truly worth investing time, energy, and money in. Both the defined and undefined will center are at risk for burning out. With an undefined will center, you can overdo it from borrowing forward momentum from people with defined will centers. And with a defined will center, you can overdo and burn out from pushing hard forward on unaligned things or just pushing hard forward without rest. What the Will Center teaches us is to learn about taking action sustainably and to take on only aligned activities and build rest into your life. Now, a third motor in the body is called the Root Center. The root is the square at the bottom center of the chart. The root is both a motor and pressure center and it houses the adrenaline associated with taking action. 
when defined or colored in, it operates in an on and off pulse. It creates pressure to get things done and to take action. The center is the center that's associated with the timing of action. There is a rush of energy that supports productivity, and when it's absent, it's time to rest. Whatever you want to accomplish will happen with ease when the adrenaline pressure is on. When it's off, things take 10 times longer. If you've ever wondered why a task one day will feel effortless and the next day it'll feel like such a chore, this is why. If you have a defined route, experiment with what it feels like to take action when your root energy is activated and to work in alignment with the pulse of adrenaline pressure. Notice how your to-do list gets accomplished with greater ease. Now, unfortunately, our society says you must work a set schedule and show up whether or not your root center is on. That's why caffeine makes the world go round. We're built to take action when the root center is on, and that makes getting things done feel easy. With an open root center, you constantly absorb the pressure from other people's defined route to get things done. You feel very tied to your to-do list and pressured to get through your list. You may have trouble relaxing with the feeling of unfinished tasks consuming you. You feel like the work is never done and that you have to race through what you have to do to get free of the pressure. Because you're so efficient, more and more work may wind up in your lap. With an open route, if you're around someone with a defined route, you will feel pressured by their defined route energy. You will feel that others are waiting on you to complete tasks. If you're in a relationship with someone with a defined route, you can experience passing observations and statements from your partner as pressure when your partner isn't meaning it to be that. So check in and ask them when they need something done rather than assuming the answer is that they need it done immediately. You also may feel that the expectations coming from others are impossibly high. With an open route, you always feel this pressure. But with present moment awareness, you can realize that the pressure is energetic and ask questions of the other person to clarify their expectations and set realistic goals for yourself. Ask yourself, what's the worst thing that will happen if this thing doesn't get done? Triage and do what's urgent and important and let go of what's not urgent and important. So if you have an open root center, a question for you to ask yourself is, am I in a hurry to get everything done so I can be free of the pressure? Okay, so the fourth and final motor in the body is called the emotional solar plexus. The solar plexus is the large triangle on the right side of the body graph that's associated with emotions, spirituality, and creativity. And when defined or colored in, it's associated with emotional energy that fluctuates in up and down waves. So imagine, if you will, a sine wave. When you're in a lower frequency wave, you're more internally focused and contemplative. This is the time to be by yourself and reflect and recharge. Now, when you're in a higher frequency wave, you're ready to connect with the world and to be outwardly focused and expressive. If you're feeling unhappy, it's a sign you're out of alignment or you need time by yourself. So the message of this center is to honor your emotional waves, leaning inward in a low wave and waiting for a high wave to be expressive and interface with the world. Also, decisions are best made when you take your time making them and only commit when you see that a yes stays a yes throughout the ups and downs of your wave. 
We access sustained energy when we commit to things that are an unwavering yes from the get-go. With an open emotional solar plexus, as I talk about in episode 11, you are an emotional empath and you're here to learn about emotional energy and to become wise about feelings. You take in and experience the inwardly directed lower frequency wave and the externally focused higher frequency wave of people around you. It's easy to think that the emotions you're experiencing are your own, but in reality, you don't have your own emotional wave. Now, I talk extensively about being an empath in episode 11. If you haven't listened yet, I share some foundational information about the solar plexus in that episode. I will drop a link for this episode in the show notes. Knowing how this center works, you can use present moment awareness to notice emotional energy and to allow others' energy to flow over you without thinking it's your own energy or taking responsibility for other people's feelings. So a question to check in with yourself is, do I need to rest and have time alone and a break from taking in other people's emotional energy? So how do you sustainably incorporate exercise and sleep into your life? Well, if you have a defined sacral, your self-care may take the form of more high-intensity exercise to wear yourself out every day so you fall into bed exhausted each night. If you've had a day of sitting, balance that out with movement. If you have trouble focusing during the day, try upping your physical activity to improve your sleep quality. Better sleep quality improves your concentration. With an undefined sacral, it's easy for you to overdo it with exercise and to deplete your more limited energy stores, only discovering that you overdid it in hindsight. So if you feel you have some energy to release, you may benefit from trying lower intensity gentle exercise like yoga or tai chi, but only if it appeals to you. And then experiment and notice the right frequency and intensity of exercise for you. With an undefined sacral, human design also has an unexpected recommendation if you live with someone with a defined sacral. Since you absorb sacral energy from people around you, it's recommended that you sleep alone if not all the time, at least periodically. During sleep and when you're laying flat, you actually release the sacral energy you absorbed through your open sacral during the day. Your sleep will be more deeply restorative if you sleep alone than if you sleep next to someone with a defined sacral. Now, what human design shows us is that we have energy for taking action over the long haul when we follow our strategy and authority and listen to our heart to lend our energy and time to things that are really sustainable, saying no to what's not to preserve our energetic resources. And that ideally, we should take action when it feels easy and add in cycles of rest to be productive. With this information that human design provides, you can do what's right for you to preserve your energy and individualize your self-care. Now, if during the pandemic, you started to feel drawn to look for a new job, perhaps one that allows for less hustle and energy output during the day, or one that has you involved in more meaningful activities that makes the energy output worth it, I've created a resource for you called the Aligned Job Short Course. If you're ready for job search advice catered to highly sensitive people and you want to find a job that works for you as an HSP, this is a self-paced video course to help you begin to get unstuck from second-guessing and analysis paralysis, to feel more assured in your job search, and to start taking action to find a job that you really want 
and that works for you as an HSP. Sam B calls this class absolutely life altering. If your intuition is nudging you to learn more about it, visit the link in the show notes. I'll also share links to the podcast episodes referenced in this show. If you'd like to receive regular news from me, sign up for my email newsletter by following the link in the show notes. You can also connect with me on Pinterest at Happy Highly Sensitive Life. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with a friend, subscribe, leave a positive comment and rate and review it. This helps other HSPs find the show. Bye now.